Brandon Seho, a guy who used to cover the LSU Tigers a few years ago before making his way back up to his hometown of Cincinnati. Now he's covering the Reds, the Bengals, the Cincinnati Bearcats, and so much more for WLWT Sports. That's Brandon Seho. Brandon, how you doing, man? I'm good. I'm awake. It's, uh, I can't, I'll be honest. I, I know I'm not playing in the Super Bowl, but I cannot sleep, man. It is it is crazy to think about the Bengals being in the Super Bowl. And it's, I've had how many days? 12, 13 days to think about it. It still doesn't seem real. Oh, no, it doesn't seem real at all, especially when you think about the perspective of it all, right? Because you go back to what happened with this team last year. Back in November, whenever Joe Burrow got injured, injured his ACL, season was done. And you fast forward to today, that team literally was dead last in the AFC North. You fast forward, they're AFC North champs. They are the true underdog story of this NFL season. And somehow, some way, they get to the biggest game of the year, the Super Bowl, against the Los Angeles Rams. It was a if you told me at the beginning of the year that that was going to be the matchup, I probably would have laughed in your face. I, I would have done this, the same thing. I mean, I thought the Bengals had a chance to make a playoff push, maybe you know get get in and win the wild card, not win the division, and then run the table in the playoffs all the way to the Super Bowl, including beating the number one seed Titans at Tennessee and then going to Arrowhead and coming back from 18 down against Pat Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, I truly think, and people keep asking me, you know, do I think the Bengals are going to win on Sunday? And I say, yes, I think they are, because it's been a team of destiny on this playoff run. And it's, for those who don't know, Cincinnati's been a long, it's a great sports town. Great sports town. And it has a lot of history. But for the last 32 years, it's been a long-suffering sports town that hasn't won anything in the postseason, don't, not just a championship. A pl- the last playoff win for the Bengals was 89 before this year, and the Reds' last series win was 95. So there's a whole generation, including myself, who are from, you know, five years old to 30 years old that have never seen a playoff win or a championship. So I think it's a team of destiny, and I, it's, they're going to they're gonna win it. It's crazy to think about it that way, but – it's just been what they've done in the playoffs has been much bigger than just, you know, Joe Burrow and the Bengals winning football games. It's really cultivated the whole city. Oh, no, it's been amazing to see how much it's captivated the entire city and I think to a certain extent the entire state outside of one city called Cleveland, Ohio. I'm going to get to a little bit later, but I saw <laughs> I saw these odds. And this is like Kevin Malone type stuff from the office, plus 10,000 odds at the beginning of the year for the Bengals to win Super Bowl 56. That's like incredible odds. And if you put money on that, I want a piece of that money that you're going to get if they win tomorrow night. But looking at this team, again, going back to Joe Burrow, it's just the chemistry that him and Jamar Chase have has been absolutely unreal. It transition, It's like they picked off right where they left off from the magical 2019 national championship season where the LSU was undefeated to now where you're seeing them every single game, like highlight real worthy touchdown passes. Right. And I thought that, you know, if there's any place that just talking about Joe Burrow first, 
if, I thought if there was any place that Joe Burrow could go and not be Joe Burrow, it could be Cincinnati just because we're so used to failing and not winning the big games and not getting, not winning a playoff game, not getting to the championships. So the, the Joe Burrow factor, number one, that's the biggest thing. The Joe Burrow factor is real. We're seeing it. It's the Bengals find ways to win with him at quarterback, and it is incredible to watch. And it's really, I mean, he's the start of something special here, I think, with Joe Burrow. And then the fact that him and Jamar Chase have just picked up right where they left off. I mean, they're one of the best one-two punches in the NFL already. It's their first year, their first year playing together. I mean, Chase won Offensive Rookie of the Year. Burrow had Comeback Player of the Year. That combo in Cincinnati is going to be so much fun to watch. And they just, you, you asked Burrow about it, and he's like, I have thousands and thousands of reps with him. They can just give each other a look, and they know which route he's going to run or what the coverage is doing or that, you know, throw it back shoulder, front shoulder. I mean, like, they're just so familiar with each other that it is a competitive disadvantage to anyone who lines up against them. I don't care if it's a, it's a fifth-grade cornerback or Jalen Ramsey this Sunday. You cannot prepare for that chemistry that Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase have. And it's impressive to see how much they've worked out well, especially when they have so many weapons to choose from because it's not just Chase. It's not just him being the guy that's leading the way. You've also got T. Higgins. You've also got a lot of – I mean – you got yeah, they're tied in the name I can't I can't pronounce off the top of my head, but DJ Uzama. What what's the status for him first off before I get to the question? He will play oh, tomorrow. Good. I don't know. He was it was a full participant in practice yesterday in LA. He's, he's Coach Taylor said he is good to go and will play. I don't know if he's a hundred percent. I wouldn't imagine so after an MCL sprain, but he said it's the biggest game of his life that he's definitely gonna play. And that would be huge to have him a part of this team. But you look at it, that offensive firepower is on another level, and it's definitely a big reason why this team has been in the position, why they're in the position they're in. But at the same time, the conversation's always going to shift towards offensive line. Because you go look at the divisional round. You got sacked sacked nine times, Joe Burrow did, and you know that you're going up against a veritable like all-timer front seven with Aaron Donald and Von Miller, a rejuvenated Von Miller at that leading the way. Yeah, I that's that's the one thing you point to. And I know LSU fans, I saw it, and people at LSU texting me or tweeting me talking about, are the Bengals ever going to fix that O-line? Because last year Burrow got absolutely crushed. This year it feels a little better, but it's still the most sacked by any quarterback in the league at 50-something that he's taken this year. So that's not great, but the good thing is, on the flip side, like you said, they have so many pieces on offense, whether it be, you know, Chase, Higgins, Boyd, Mixon, Uzama, and they, the defense is playing really, really good, and they have great additions from down in the boot with Trey Hendrickson and Von Bell. So the one big thing, this is going to be the offensive line draft, it's going to be the offensive line free agency year, for the Bengals, that's the one big thing, and it's really the only glaring need. And they were able to get to the Super Bowl with this offensive line. So that's what I'm, what I'm talking about, Burrow, just the start of something special, and the Bengals just being the start of something special. I mean, it's only going to get better. Just think about that. Whatever happened this year, I just it, it's only going to get better because they're going to add better pieces. People want to come play with Burrow. Shoot, you saw what. Rob Gronkowski said, he said if he doesn't play for Tom Brady, he wants to play with Joe Burrow. 
that's going to happen. And it's crazy to think about Cincinnati is going to be a landing spot for any player that Burrow wants. And, in that, and an offensive line, obviously, is a big key coming up this offseason in the draft. Talking now, Brandon Seho, WLWT Sports out in Cincy. And we bring up everything like it, it's kind of like over here. We, we, we talk about like Lanya. It feels like right now what you're doing right now. You're playing with house money. Things are going extremely well, and you bring up that like it's only going to get better. At the same time, though, the the NFL, especially the AFC, is getting so much stronger now. Now that Tom Brady has released his vice grip off that conference, where you got Josh Allen, you've got Pat Mahomes. This is going to be a fun conference to watch for years to come, especially with Joe Burrow now. And I've said I've said it a lot since the second he got drafted because that 2020 season, the 2019 season for LSU, excuse me, the game started to slow down for him. I think it's safe to say that's already happening in the NFL, and that's a dangerous thing with a guy like Burrow. No question about it. And you've seen it. This is really his first. You get to week what did he. He gets a week like 10. That was really the point that was like combined from last year before he got hurt and this year. That was like his first full, and you know, that was his rookie season. Now, I mean, it is incredible to watch. He's just comfortable. He knows the looks he's getting. He, he has the familiarity with, with, with Zach calling the plays. And it is just, it, like I said, like you said too, it's, it's only going to get better. And the battles are going to get bigger each year against these AFC powerhouses, whether it be the Chiefs, the Bills. Got to think, I mean, the AFC North still, Big Ben's out, which, you know, isn't great news for the Bengals because he wasn't getting any better, so the Bengals were going to keep beating the Steelers. But you're going to go up against Baker and Cleveland. You're going to go up against Lamar and Baltimore, and there's just going to be battles in the AFC for years and years to come. And in the first full year of doing it and in the playoffs, I mean, think about this, Burroughs undefeated in the playoffs so far. In the NFL, the Bengals hadn't won a playoff game in 31 years yeah. before before three weeks ago. It's it's just it's wild to me that that what we're saying about the Bengals and and Joe Burrow right now a month ago we couldn't say because we didn't know. I mean, we knew that Joe Burrow has the Joe Burrow effect. He's the X factor for the Bengals, like just like he was for LSU. But I didn't know this was possible this quick. I thought we were you know, maybe a year or two out from a playoff run, a Super Bowl run, this is just, as much as we talk about it, it still just, you know, feels feels crazy. <laughs> Did Zach Taylor get robbed as the NFL head coach of the year? Because I felt like he definitely deserved it. And, again, that's not that's not to disrespect any of the other head coaches in the league, but when you take a team from worst to first in the AFC, I think that deserves a little more credence. I know, obviously, these votes are done before at the end of the season, but still. Yeah, no, I agree with you. And I know Vrabel, and, and he did a great job this year, and he got Tennessee to the number one seed, and they had to do it without Derrick Henry for you know some parts of the season with his injury. But, I mean, I don't know if people remember or not, but Zach Taylor and the Bengals went on the road and beat Tennessee, the number one seed, in Nashville. So I'm with you. I think he kind of got robbed, but the way the votes were set up, it, you know, it – Vrabel almost swept the entire board, so he, he's a great coach. I think uh, Taylor. I don't know Taylor's year. Maybe it'll be next year if they go back to the playoffs and, and make another run like this, like we think they will. But yeah, I think he kind of got robbed because, like you said, it's kind of a storybook year of going from worst 
to the Super Bowl. It's crazy. We've been talking a lot about the offensive side. You brought up some of the defensive players, obviously names that we all know, like Trey Hendrickson, Von Bell, and some guy named Eli Apple, who apparently has a has a <laughs> me, has an extra grind with with the. Let with, me correct his food takes. His food takes. I I don't want to get in Twitter wars because <laughs> I just don't do that. But being someone that's, that's lived down there, the food is like the one of the best. The people are number one, and the food is number two in Louisiana. Like I just I could not stand for him dogging Louisiana food. Like I, I wish there was a prop bet for receiving yards allowed on Eli Apple, and I, I would take the over <laughs> every day and like twice on Sunday because I, I just like he's the one guy on that Bengals team. I'm like, okay, bleep this guy, especially after all the, the trash that he was talking about the New Orleans Saints. But looking at the defense, how big is that going to be to try and stop Odell Beckham and Cooper Cup and stop Matt Stafford and like make Matt Stafford look like Detroit? Matt Stafford, not L.A. Rams Stafford. Right. Well, he still throws a lot of interceptions, so that's good for the Bengals' defense. It makes key plays a lot. And look, we'll, we'll start with Eli Apple. He does talk a lot, and he has had an up-and-down season, really disappointing in the early parts of it. And even in these playoff games, he's had moments where you're like, "What? what's going on with Eli Apple? And, of course, Louisianians and, and Saints fans are going to focus on that too. But he has a P.I. against the Chiefs. Give them a, get, they get a touchdown two plays later in the first half, but then to end the half, he makes that what, what really was the game-changing tackle to keep them out of the end zone. Clock runs out, they go to halftime, and the Bengals do that comeback. He also tipped the ball for the interception that, by Logan Wilson that set up the game-winning field goal in, in Nashville for Evan McPherson. So it is crazy that he has those bad moments, but then he also comes up in big moments. Like you said, the key is going to be stopping – the air attack of Stafford and company. I mean, the Bengals have maybe the best safety combo. I mean, the Bengals think they do when it comes to Jesse Bates uh, and Von Bell. But, I mean, the linebackers are really good, too. Like, Logan Wilson is a guy who he doesn't get enough pub, but he just makes play after play. He picked off. Uh, he had that interception in Tennessee. He, he just – this defense has played really, really great. And they're, like, right in the middle of the pack – statistically, but it's kind of like Joe Burrow on the offense. They need to get it done. They get it done and are able to help this team win. And the front with, with Hendrickson, Reeder, Hubbard, I mean, it is it, they are dangerous when they get going. And they, they play motivated and they play together. And that's the one thing Burrow and uh, Joe Mixon, some of the other guys talked about yesterday at Media Day in L.A. was our team just plays together. We're unselfish. And we know when we need to stop, we're going to get it. And the offense is going to come out, or defense is going to come out and score, or get a stop. It's it is play together. And I think that's what fueled this entire run. Brandon, thank you so much for coming on, my man. We'll talk to you down the road. Enjoy your weekend. I know you've uh, been busy as all get out the last like two weeks. Yeah, I will. Who day? It's been fun watching all the videos down in the boot of people watching uh, throwing the Bengals. It's super cool for my world to connect. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on.